Welcome back to another episode of UTS Student Hacks. Today we'll be talking about academic integrity with Dr. Amanda White. Here, you're also joined with your host, Roxanne. I'm in my fourth year of medical science and international studies, majoring in Japan. And here we also have Kelly. I'm also in my fourth year of law and business, majoring in accounting. Let's get right into it. Hey, everybody. Uh, Amanda here. Don't worry about the doctor bit. I have a PhD, but I'm not fancy on titles. Uh, I am a senior lecturer here at UTS in the accounting discipline group as part of the UTS Business School. I'm also a UTS alumni. So I did a Bachelor of Business in the 90s. So I am old. Um, And I currently am Deputy Head Education in Accounting as well. So I take care of everything education-wise, students, subjects. uh, And I'm also the Academic Integrity Officer for the UTS Business. So I do a lot of different things and wear a lot of different hats. Um, and you know, in my spare time, I like answering UTS confessions and seeing what you're all up to on there. Since you are the head of academic integrity, what is it? And what is not academic integrity? The what it's not part is, is really interesting, but let me start with what it is. So I'm going to read the definition that we have at UTS. So UTS defines academic integrity as an extension of our own personal integrity and means being honest about your academic achievement and acknowledging others for their work. This means not copying the work of others, doing your own work, definitely not paying somebody to write your assessment task or or sit your assessment. But what it's not is it's not working together. We want students to collaborate. We want them to share ideas with each other, to peer review each other's drafts of assignments. So working as a group, and collaborating isn't a breach of academic integrity. It's not academic misconduct. But if you collude together to take one piece of work and, and say that four different individual people did it, then that's misrepresentation. And so academic integrity is really a form of fraud. You're saying one thing is true um, or that you're doing the work when it actually is somebody else or perhaps collectively a group of people. Mm-hmm. So if I was a student and I was flagged for academic integrity, but I know that the actual work is entirely my own work, what can I do? Mm. What I'll start with first is like how we actually identify potential breaches of academic integrity. What happens is during the marking process, there'll be a flag. Uh, It could be a turn it in report. It could be the coordinator or your tutor knows you, has heard you speak a lot in class, seen other written work, and then looks at this piece of work and says, I don't think this is you or, you know, it could be a design, it could be a practical, whatever it might be. And they raise a flag with the faculty. The faculty will have a process to investigate any potential breach of the student rules around doing your own work and academic integrity. In business, for example, that case will come to me. I review it. If it is something we can handle at the faculty, there are certain cases we can handle at the faculty level around plagiarism. I will suggest that we issue an allegation to this. So the first time you hear about it might be when you get one of these allegations. And so the allegation will say, you know, we suspect or we think we have evidence of a breach of the academic integrity rules for these specific reasons. So when you get your allegation, read it really carefully. And if you think, I'm sure I've done all of my own work, You can respond to that allegation with, just be honest, I I did all of my own work, here is my research. I always say to students, keep all the bits of paper and the notes or your library searches in databases that you might be doing. Not only it helps you with your own research, come back later to those notes, 
but it might also help you in an academic integrity case if your paper has been flagged. Just like the same way that we get suspicious about papers that are 90% similar, we also get flagged when there are there is no similarity because most students who are referencing, who are researching, who are writing, there's always some similarity, which is fine, but you know, excessive levels of it or none of it can be a bit of a flag. So if it's plagiarism related, then you know, write back and just tell them, look, here is my process. Here are the drafts of my assignment. Here is the email communication between me and a friend when they peer reviewed my draft or um, the draft that I submitted to class. So it's about keeping that evidence and providing that evidence. Now, if it's for something else, if it's for uh, misconduct related to cheating, for example, so two students who sit a take-home exam at exactly the same time, supposed to be doing their own work, and uh, you know, two students have exactly the same response, including the same mistakes, that's where we go something unusual might be happening. So when it comes to receiving an allegation, be honest. And if it might even not be something that you realized you did. So if you've got a friend to peer review it, it might be coming up as similar because they've copied you, not necessarily you've copied them. So just be honest, provide as much information as you can, because you will be given the opportunity to say, yep, I did it. And some students will go, oh, I didn't realize I we had a student who did all of her referencing in footnotes when the referencing style should have been APA 7 in text reference. And so, yep, I made a mistake because in a lot of circumstances, if you have made an honest mistake about something, then one of the options for the penalty is actually to allow you to do the assessment again and resubmit it the right way. So we want students to be able to learn from these processes. But certainly, you know, when we have evidence that a student has purchased an assignment uh, from overseas, then we're a little less lenient because I'm pretty sure when you go to uh, buy an assignment for a specific subject that you know that you're doing the wrong thing. The next couple of questions you've kind of already touched upon, but what is is a way that students ourselves can promote academic integrity? I think that this is such, it's got to be a top down and a bottom up type of approach, right? So there's one thing of the university setting the rules and setting the tone and and having all this communication, but like nobody listens to the university. Students listen to each other. So, you know, the issue needs to be visible. So just like Respect Now Always is about personal integrity and how we treat each other, the issue around academic integrity just needs to be part of our general discussion. We talk about it at Welcomes. Talking about academic integrity should be embedded in a subject. Like, Roxanne, what are you studying? Yes, I study medical science and international studies. Yeah, so let's say that you are looking at one of your medical science subjects and it is an experiment that you have to do at home and then report on. Your academic could say, all right, well, here is the assessment. Where could we have an academic integrity problem? Right, and so it could be, oh, well, what if I didn't record my results and then I just decided I was just going to falsify them in the end? So academics can talk about it within subjects, within the context of assessment, because the academic integrity challenges are different for different types of assessment. The video is different than written work, different from designs, different from observational tasks, different from construction projects that you might build. So it needs to be context-specific discussion. We need to talk about it at the course level, for our social media channels, you know, 
regular UTS has Academic Integrity Week, which we're talking about right now, but it needs to be a thing that we're always talking about. And even clubs and societies and, and students can get involved. Uh, so, you know, when you when BSOC, for example, is giving advice about assignments or assessments, they could include some discussion there about academic integrity. You know, people like myself are happy to come along to student Q&As where they're really worried about, like, is this the right thing to do? The one thing you've got to be careful of, and I'm going to loop back to academic integrity here, is using those chat groups to cheat. So a lot of times students will oh, I took screenshots of all the quiz questions, here they are. Um, you know, that's not really doing your own work. Now, there's very li low likelihood that you're going to get caught there. But, you know, another thing that could be a flag is you get 20 out of 20 in all your quizzes and then in the actual invigilated exam you get 30% because you've had assistance in doing all the other quizzes and then suddenly when you're on your own you can't do it. And that's like, oh, this is really cool. So, you know, academics, our brains are always ticking over with looking for these types of patterns and it'll just trigger as something uh, unusual. So, you know, find that community. You know, just be careful if, if you think that things might be going astray. Say, oh, look, I don't know if we should be doing this. Nobody hates, nobody wants to be a dobber because we're a very anti-snitch type of culture here in Australia. If you see something going on in your subject that's happening in a Facebook group or, or something else, you can make an anonymous report to the university or a confidential report to the university. Um, and if anyone's wondering how they can do that, um, you can just contact Misconduct and Appeals or people can get in touch with me directly to help, and I can help facilitate an anonymous report. Because again, you know, it affects everybody. Um, so we want students to feel connected, but we want to make sure everybody's studying the right way too. Thank you for taking your time to be a part of this podcast. We really, really appreciate it. And yeah, that's the end. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast on academic integrity with Dr. Amanda White. Once again, thank you to Amanda White for taking the time to be a part of our academic integrity podcast episode. If you're feeling stuck or have a question, feel free to ask a student through the live chat on the Student Learning Hub website from 10 to 6, Monday to Friday. Or when we're back on campus, visit us in Building 2, Level 4. Don't forget to join us for our next podcast episode on maintaining your mental health. Until next time, see ya! See ya.